The Football Pod with Paddy and Andy. You basically lost two All-Irelands down in one season. It's only nine months since we lost the last one. Only Mayo could lose two All-Irelands in one season. Yeah, <laughs> that's going to be cool. <laughs> Download the OTB Sports app and subscribe to the GAA podcast feed now. All right, it is that time on a Thursday. John Giles is with us. Good evening, John. Evening, Nathan. Uh, so we said last Thursday that we would talk Cristiano Ronaldo and it's been quite the week for Manchester United. He came, he made his debut... He did what Cristiano Ronaldo does, scored a couple of goals, they swept Newcastle aside, everything was absolutely buzzing around Old Trafford, and then the Champions League on Tuesday night, Manchester United end up getting beaten 2-1 by young boys with that bad, bad error from Jesse Lingard laid on. Uh, what have you made of Cristiano Ronaldo's first week back? Well, very good uh, at Old Trafford. Uh, didn't finish up so well the other night, as we know, uh, Nathan. Um I thought Solskjaer made a bit of a mess of it at times uh, when Bazaka was, was, was uh, sent off, got the red card. I think Ronaldo should have gone off with him. Why Ronaldo? Well, they're down to 10 men, Nathan, and you need everybody running around as much as you can. Mm. Now, there's one thing about Ronaldo. He scores, well, there's two things. He scores great goals in important matches, but he doesn't run around a lot. So I think he was. I, I think it was a bad move by by uh, the manager at that particular time. The obvious question then is: Was it a bad move because he felt he couldn't take Cristiano Ronaldo off at that early stage of the game, or was it just he got it tactically wrong? Um, well, I don't know. I mean, if if uh, he did, did it for the first reason you mentioned that he didn't want to take him off. Mm. Well, that's bad management. Uh, it doesn't matter who it is. I mean, it's just the circumstances. I mean, if there were, say, no no score after 30 minutes and he wasn't playing very well, you wouldn't take him off because he's always going to score goals. But he's never going to work hard. I mean, it's one of the things that he does, uh, you know, always has done. Uh, he's not going to work hard for you when, you when he doesn't have the ball. He's going to score the goals at the vital times, as we know. But this is when you're down to 10 men. Mm. Um, so I think that that was a bad move, not to take him off. And then he made, I think uh, the, the manager made a few a few bad moves after that as well, with the substitutions he made. Like if he takes him off, is there a risk that Ronaldo throws his toys out of the pram a little bit? Well, tough. It's Cristiano Ronaldo. It doesn't matter, Knighton. Once 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 you sign Ronaldo to the team. The manager always has to be in charge. You can't run a team by saying, well, if I take him off, he's not going to be happy. Now, your, your manager is the manager. He's the, he's the boss. Yeah. He has to be the boss, Nathan. Okay, a lot of players taken off in the match are not very happy. When I was with Don Reeve, I was taken off a couple of times. <laughs> I wasn't happy. Uh, but in Ronaldo's, ca- Ronaldo's case, I mean, that's what he is. You know, he's, he's a great goal scorer. And... and, and uh, we talked about it last week. I've never seen a player like him who didn't mm. run around a lot. You think he's not in the game. And next thing he finished up scoring two goals, like he did last Saturday. But these were different circumstances. United are down to 10 men. And you need everybody really, really doing their stuff and running around and chasing around and doing more than they normally do. Uh, Ronaldo's not going to do that. I mean, he, he made some <laughs> silly remarks afterwards, uh, Solskjaer. Like he said, he, he took Fernandez off at the same time later on in the game as Ronaldo. And he says, it says because the two of them were running around a lot. <laughs> well, it's one thing Ronaldo doesn't do is run around a lot, Nathan. Actually, when he was taken off, he wasn't too happy about it. But 
but no players are. Yeah. But when you're the manager, Nathan, you can't say, oh, he's not going to be too happy if I take him off. That's tough. But Cristiano Ronaldo's not most players. And no, but he's a player, Nathan. Once, once you sign him on to go on to the team, you can't give anybody any special... Especially, there can't be anything special about them in that respect, especially when it comes to a situation where a man has been sent off. Obviously, uh, if you sent off to bring somebody else on under normal circumstances, I can imagine Ronaldo going, going mad about it, and, the, and it would be a bad move by the manager, because mm. Ronaldo does what he does, and he scores in the last minute, and when he doesn't look like scoring. But this is a special situation. It's been a man sent off, so you have to make changes to the benefit of the team. I mean, uh, is Ronaldo not a special situation? Sorry, John, go on again. If Ferguson was still the manager, he'd have no problem doing that. But neither would Klopp, neither would any of the managers. That that, that, it's just the thing that you have to win matches. You're out there to win matches, and you have to do the best thing and make the best moves that you that you think is the best moves, regardless of who it is. Has the dynamic? Change though with Cristiano Ronaldo since his last time at Manchester United. He was one of the best players in the world and now he's arguably the biggest star in world football. That he is a special case. That for Ole Gunnar Solskjaer to take Ronaldo off after half an hour and if he does throw his toys out of the pram, that's a big story. That's a headache that Ole Gunnar Solskjaer really doesn't need. Well, well it's, I think it's a bigger headache when you lose the match. <laughs> you know, you, you, managers have to live with that. And you know, if 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 he, if he does throw his problems out, then tough. You just have to say, look, this is this is the game. This is what I have to do. And I I don't think I think Ronaldo is professional enough, Nathan, to know. And especially if it's explained to him, this is the situation that we're in. It's it's very unusual, but this has to be done. I mean, Ronaldo is a special player for what he does, Nathan. We've t- spoken about it before that he he can do nothing for. 87 minutes as he done against us in the international and then comes up scoring two goals that's what he can do but not when you're down to 10 men and you need to you need to get somebody on the pitch that can do the job that needs to be done when Ronaldo is off the pitch I mean he's not going to run around for United if you're down for 10 and he's up front on his own he's not going to run around for you that's a fact Yeah, but and he wasn't doing that either so a manager like, yeah, like when you're a manager of a team, no matter who it is, you have the best players in the world in the team. And Ronaldo is certainly one of the best players in the world. But you have to do what's best in that moment to win the match. And if it means upsetting somebody, that's what you have to do. But are there two different things happening here in that tactically, without question, it's the best thing to do to take mm-hmm. Cristiano Ronaldo off in that stage. But mm-hmm. for Ole Gunnar Solskjaer as a manager like he doesn't want his authority being questioned like Cristiano Ronaldo is bigger than Ole Gunnar Solskjaer at Manchester United despite the fact that Solskjaer is the manager Cristiano Ronaldo is the biggest star at that club that, that's a very different dynamic than is at pretty much any other club in world football maybe Paris Saint-Germain with Messi but it, it, it's more about Ronaldo than it is about Solskjaer now at United well only because the papers make it that way mm. and, and, he's, and he's a terrific player but the manager is the most important person in the club, Nathan. Regardless of how good the players may be, you have to use the manager has to do things to use the players to the best ability, to his best ability, for the benefit of the team. 
I mean, if it gets to the stage where the manager says, well, I can't take him off, I'm scared of that because this is what he's going to do. You're not, you're not going anywhere, Nathan. You're, not, you're really mm-hmm. not going anywhere because all the other players in the team say, well, he's, the manager's not really doing his job. The fact that Solskjaer didn't... I understand didn't, what you're saying. Yeah, I, I, I'm just wondering if you think the fact that Solskjaer didn't take him off suggests there could be more problems further down the line. Like, that scenario isn't going to happen too often in a match. No. But that actually Ronaldo will decide when Ronaldo plays as much as Solskjaer will decide when Ronaldo plays. You mean when he's picking him? When, when he's, he's picking like, him. When he's picking him. And Ronaldo at his age, you would assume at times well, yeah, with the Gantt well, games, will need to be rested at some stage. Yeah, well, I can, that, that's understandable. And it would be understandable for Ronaldo's point, from his point of view as well. He, mm. Some matches he might not like it. But, but again, the manager's doing what's best for the club and the team. You know, I think he'd play in most matches, but there will be some matches that the, the manager can say, look, I'm not playing in this. It's for, it's for the good of the team, and it's, it's for your, your benefit as well, because you're going to be fresh when you're going to be play when you do play. But that's the manager's decision, and that's for the benefit of the team, Nathan, that he's making that decision. And again, if the player doesn't like it, then tough, because that's a reasonable uh, attitude to take as a manager. I'm, I'm resting you, not dropping you, I'm resting you because it'll be, you'll be more beneficial to us with, the, with, with leaving you out for a few matches. That's reasonable. So do you think if, say, it was Edison Cavani who was playing up front for Manchester United, that Solskjaer would have taken him off? No. Okay, so no, you don't think it was personality? Because he, Cavani's a good worker. Right. He chases around. He gets after fullbacks. He gets after anybody. Ronaldo doesn't do that. Even in, in, in his... Uh, Any time he plays, he doesn't do that. He scores goals. But when you're down to 10 men, it's less likely that they're going to make chances for him to score goals. And he and he doesn't chase around. He took him. He took him off in the seventy fifth minute, I think, of the of the game. And he took Fernandez mm. off at the same time. And he said it's because the two of them were running around too much. Well, Fernandez does run around, but Ronaldo doesn't. So it, it shouldn't it shouldn't be an issue, really, Nathan. You know, he won't. He might not be happy about it, but that's you know the manager has to say, well, I'm doing what's best for the team, and that's it. He's not going to not play in the next match if you explain to him. Uh, look, this is this is for the benefit of the team. You don't run, you're not going to say you don't run around, but the, the way you play up front doesn't really suit us at all. When we're down to ten men, and it's only when we're down to ten men that this is going to happen. United have now some of the best attacking talent in the world: Ronaldo, Sancho, Fernandez, Pogba, Greenwood, Rashford to come back as well. Do they have a manager to match that talent? I don't think so. I think we've spoken about Solskjaer before. I think he's a good lad. I Is he getting better? I, I don't see him getting. I don't see him any getting better with what he did the other night. Mm. I mean, there was a good few mistakes he made the other night in in in, in what he did in the whole match. Nathan, you know, he, he brought somebody on it, it, it later on in the game. Uh, uh, the other can't think of his name now. The forward, uh, Martial. Yeah. You know, like don't forget they scored an extra time. That's when they scored. Right? He brings Martial on. He takes Fred off. He takes uh, somebody else off. They're all over the place. All over the place. Lingard comes on. Mm. But Lingard, I think Lingard should have been on from the start. 
went, went off from the start from when Ronaldo went on because he's a young fella. He runs around and he, do, he does work hard. Yeah. But I think by the time they finished with the team that was on the team, I think Solskjaer made a mistake in thinking, well, there's only two or three minutes to go or there's only this to go. We're going to hold out. We, he brought Varane on to, at a half time to, to um, put him in the back four. But I think, you see, where, where was Pogba? Where was, when you, when you're, in my opinion, when you're trying to see the match out like that, Nathan, you've got to try and keep the ball. I mean, the ball is the most important thing on the pitch. Mm. And, like, Pogba didn't get a kick of the ball. Fernandes gets on the ball and he's taken off. Fred has taken off. Like, there was loads of things made because I think he thought, well, there's only a few minutes to go. There's, <laughs> there's always only a few minutes to go when something happens like that or can happen like that. I think he made a lot of bad moves to lose that particular match. That's that's what I'm really trying to say. So in that scenario where you lose a player in the first half and you're down to 10 men, I, I, I guess the best recent example of how you can respond is what Chelsea did and that was right on half time and at the break, Thomas Tuchel takes off Kai Havertz and he brings on uh, Thiago Silva and it's a bit of a back to the wall job for Chelsea in the second half but they still created opportunities against Liverpool and they sort of united together and there was a good uh, team ethic is that what you do in that scenario I don't know how often you found yourself in that scenario where you're down to 10 men for a long part of the game like should you still be trying to win the game or should you be happy enough just to shut up shop well usually usually you try you, 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 you're not really looking to win it Nathan mm. right but I found, in, of course, I played, when I played in the Leeds team, we were down to 10 men at times. But I found, anyway, playing in the game, it was Bremner and myself, uh, you, you try to keep the ball as much as you can. You know, there's only one ball on the field. And, it, it, and the other thing is you put an extra defender on, which he did. Which Therefore, you're not going to have possession of the ball. You're going to be defending, defending, defending. Nathan, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Whereas if, if you keep the ball a, a fair amount yourself, you don't have to defend as much. It, it's the best way of keeping the pressure off the defence. Mm. And that's why if you had Fernandes on the pitch and somebody else on the pitch, they, they, they could, Pogba didn't do it. Actually, Pogba wasn't doing this from the start. I don't know what position he was playing in, but he was well ahead of anybody else uh, in the middle of the field, Nathan. That was before. And is there, down to 10 men. is there any other way of doing it? Because we've had this Manchester United conversation consistently for 18 months and they haven't signed that midfielder. They haven't signed a Declan Rice who might be able to give them some sort of control. Is there another way that Manchester United in that situation with the players they have can do something differently that well, that's not the end result? Well, they, they, they had enough good players on the pitch mm. the other day to, to do better than they did. You had Pogba on the pitch, you had the Beak on the pitch, you had Fernandes on the pitch. You know what I mean? They start playing in a different way then than they do if they've got 10, 11 men, particularly Fernandes who gets forward an awful lot. You get him to sit back. He's a good player. He's not going to give the ball away. But that's, that, that, that's, I'm only giving you my opinion. Yeah. The best way to actually defend it when you've got 10 men and you have to leave somebody up front as well, obviously. But somebody up front has really, really got to work much harder than he does in any normal match because he's trying to close down. The, 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 they still have to do that. But if you watch the match the other night, there's no way Ronaldo is going to close down any defenders at all because that's what, that's, that's what he does. You know, in matches, when he's in that situation, he doesn't get a kick the ball. But nine times out of ten, he's going to score your goal. Yeah. But that wasn't going to happen the other night because it's down to the, not going to make him a goal. Uh, you know, 
But I, I just give you my opinion on how, how the best way when you go down to 10 men to protect the lead as, as the, uh, or, or, go, or to, to defend any way that you want to do, which is to keep the ball. And in terms of the good stuff for Manchester United and the win against Newcastle and the first sighting of Ronaldo, Fernandez, Greenwood, Sancho, Pogba, all in the same team. How did you feel that worked in terms of still being able to get the best out of Bruno Fernandez with Cristiano Ronaldo in the side? Oh, oh definitely, that can work. With, with the 11 men, mm. actually for the goal that Ronaldo scored the other night, I mean, it was an absolutely brilliant pass for, from, from Fernandez yeah. to do that. You know, that, that's, that's what he has, that's, that's what he's brilliant at. And what Ronaldo's bringing out is sticking it in the back of the net. But once you go down to 10 men, then, then Fernandez has to take a different role, uh, Nathan, to what he, he has to go deeper. So you, you, you've got a different team altogether then. But that's what I'd say. I've said Fernandez was in the middle of the field, along with Pogba. And that. They've, they'd have enough between them to hold the ball, not give it away. But they need somebody up front too mm. to hit these balls that they wouldn't normally be hitting to chase after and put them under a bit of pressure to take the, take the pressure off the defence. You know, Ronaldo doesn't do that. He's never going to do that. There's been a big conversation around English football this week about the refereeing and letting it flow in the wake of the Harvey Elliott injury. And mm. I guess it's been going on for probably a month since Jurgen Klopp and Ole Gunnar Solskjaer both came out and said that maybe teams were getting away with a bit more and that somebody was going to end up getting injured. What's your sense on letting the game flow or should players get a bit more protection? I think it's nonsense, Nathan. Which? How do you let the net game flow? It's either a free kick or it's not a free kick. What they're saying from last year, there was too many goals stopped because they didn't let the game flow. Now, if you go back to last year, what were the referees thinking? Was it a free kick and I won't give it? Or it isn't a free kick and I will give it? How do you let the game flow? You know, either, it's either a free kick or it's not a free kick. Mm. Now, I, I understand what they're saying. They want to see more goals. But I think it's causing more controversy. Because what they're saying is, well, that was a, that was a free kick. Or in the referee, referee's mind, that could have been a free kick. But I'm not giving it because I want the game to flow. It doesn't make sense. Yeah. Last year is only last year. Now, the referees had to make a decision last year. Was it a free kick or was it not a free kick? It's the same, it's the same situation this season where the referees look at it and say, that's a free kick. Uh, no, but I'm not going to give a free kick because I'm going to let the game flow. So can that's you... where the managers are going mad. Yeah, you know, okay, when so... it works for you, but when it works against you, I mean, there's, there's been a few free kicks that I, or decisions I've seen. It was a definite free kick. Right. And the referee lets it flow and it goes in the back of the net. And everybody said, oh, isn't it great? We're, we're scoring more goals. Or, or the referee are giving us more goals. Well, what about the manager? It's great when it goes for the manager. Hmm. When it goes against the manager, there's murders about it. And I think it's caused more controversy now than it did last year, uh, Nathan. I, I presume then you look at it that the better, more creative, more technical players being protected is, is obviously a good thing. Oh, no, I have no problem with the protection yeah. of, of the players. That's always... But that should have been a, that should have been there last year as well. Yeah, that's what I say. It's either a free kick last year, or it's not. Whereas this year, it could be. It, the referee last year would have given a free kick, and now he's not given a free kick. It's madness, uh, Nathan. 
like in the referee's point of view, it's either a free kick or it's not a free kick. And if it's leading to, if he says, well, no, it's, it's not a free kick because it leads to a goal, uh, that's it. It's more freedom now, and, mm. and, it's, and it's given more goals. But it's still wrong. I just don't, I just don't understand it, it, oh, we're going to let a flow business. It's either a free kick or it's, not, it's either a foul or it's not a foul. The game that injury happened in then, the Leeds-Liverpool game, we might talk about both those clubs. Firstly, Liverpool, mm. a 3-0 win in Adelaide Road what would have been seen as a tough fixture and then a dramatic game last night against uh, AC Milan Liverpool not among most people's tips for the title because of the fact they hadn't made the big investment of United, City, Chelsea but what they do have is pretty much their full squad back together when you look at that 11 that Liverpool have if they can keep everyone fit if they can keep Van Dijk, Salah there for the full season is that a, that's still a squad that can, that can go all the way I I think it, I I rate I I think the favourites to win the league. Right, I do. I Why? can't understand. I, I know what, I know what you're saying. To start the season, is, is it Man U? Is it is, uh, is it Chelsea? Is it? I think they're all all going to be contenders. Mm. But I I didn't see Liverpool mentioned. You know, Liverpool's season last season was very very bad, but that that was an, a, 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 a un, very unusual season with the amount of injuries they had particularly with Van Dijk and players like that, that it was a bad season for them. OK, they got into the Champions League at the end, but this is a fresh season. Now they have those players back. And what I've seen them so far, I mean, particularly last night, I thought they were brilliant last night. And, for example, I thought City were poor. Yeah. Last night, I thought City... Despite scoring won, six. It won six, three, Nathan. Yeah. But it, well, I didn't think it was a good performance at all. I thought the Liverpool performance was brilliant. To, to go 2-1 down and to come back in the manner in which they did. That's the Liverpool team of old, in my opinion. They were poor last season, but, they, but they're back again now, and they got all their players back. And it, it, it's, I think people are looking back too much at last season for where they finished and the matches they lost. I don't think that's going to happen to them this year at all. What about the goals they conceded? Because that, today, was one of the question marks of no Van Dijk in the centre again questions about Trent Alexander-Arnold who's just so brilliant going forward and maybe that is enough but still some questions about him defensively where do you stand on Alexander-Arnold now? I'm still the same Nathan if you, if you, if you do have a chance to look at the two goals they conceded mm. he was totally out of position totally out of position now he's brilliant absolutely his distribution of the ball is terrific he made the goal he, I know it was an OG in the end yeah. but he went in the end and that's what he does Right? But he's a full-back, Nathan. And my take on it is that full-backs, first of all, uh, defend. And, you, and, you, and they come in to attack and they help in that particular way. I'd never swap what's, what's uh, uh, for Robertson, for example, who is makes a goal now and again. But he's a really, really good defender. He's never caught out defending. Now, Klopp obviously encourages uh, Alexander to do it. Yeah. So it's, 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 a, it's, it's, a, it's a bit of a gamble. Is he going to score and make as many goals or more goals than he's at fault for or could be at fault for when he's defending? And he is. It's a risk worth taking, you'd have to imagine. I don't think so. No? No, I wouldn't take it. Klopp seems to think it is. Who? Jurgen Klopp seems to think it is. You know, that's his opinion. And he's the manager. I'm giving you my opinion. I think it can be, I think both can be done. I think right. both can be done 
uh, there'll be be slightly less goals made. There would be slightly less goals made. But he made a goal last night. But I think if you look at the goal, I think he was a a, a lot at fault for the two goals they scored. He was outside the box when they were scoring, you know, from the left left, uh, left side of the pitch. Uh, what about Fabinho's performances? Obviously, yeah, we saw him at time. Uh, yeah, think, as a midfielder, how do you rate Fabinho? I think he's good. I think he's good. I don't think he's ever going to be great, I, but I think he, he, you know, he, he, he's he's a good defensive midfield player. Yeah, and he can get on the ball as well. He doesn't just sit back. I think he's a good all-round player. I wouldn't regard him as a, as a as a creative player, uh, but he's okay. Okay, he's not, but he's a good, he's a good all-round player. I mean, he, he helps the team. He's good for the team. I think. I mean, Liverpool are good. I mean, they've got a good balance all round. I mean, the the, the Alexander thing is quite. Uh, uh, people have different opinions on it, you know. But I always believe that fullbacks should mostly for defending. See, that's what they suffered last year, Nathan. When he's doing his stuff going forward, he's taking a chance. Yeah, he's taking a chance. Now, last year when they weren't playing well, they really suffered in that, that, in that situation because they weren't getting... He wasn't making goals last year because the team weren't playing well. Now that they're playing well again, he, he's, he's, he's taken that chance. Of, like, I always felt with the defenders, particularly, well, fullbacks particularly, you always look at the side, if I go there, is it putting us at risk? Right? And then you, don't, you, you have to be careful all the time. Forwards, it's a different thing. The centre forward has to take the chance. It's going to happen for me. This is going to happen for me. This is going to happen to me. Defenders are the opposite. This is not going to happen. I have to get into a position to defend. Now, what happens with Liverpool now when they're playing well again, uh, Alexander gets the ball now most of the time than he did last year, Nathan. Mm. But, but it's a gamble. I think it's a gamble that's not necessary. I think Liverpool has scored enough goals. But I think that I think as a team now... I think they're back, to where, they're back to where they were in their attitude and their approach to it. I, I thought they were absolutely brilliant last night to come back in that game. And they're back, I think, to the, the Liverpool team that we saw, not last season, but the season before. And I think they're, they're well, well, well in the running to win the, 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 the Premiership. And just briefly, John, any worries about Leeds? bit concerned, Nathan. Sorry, I just want to go back on one little thing. Yeah. The, the Harvey Elliott situation... Yeah. I think he's, the, the, the kid has been absolutely brilliant. Mm. You know, he put it in the paper last week, not to blame the, the, the lad, uh, Pascal Strike, yeah. Strike. He said, uh, you know, sorry, uh, they got it wrong. This was the appeal. And I think they got it wrong. I think it's been out, outrageous that, um, you know, he got a red card for what, for what happened. I don't think he, he meant to do it at all. And, and to not even have the appeal, uh, Nathan... But the kid himself is great. I think he's a great kid. I wish him all the best to get well. To say what he said, he hasn't blamed him in any way whatsoever. He said it's wrong. And for a kid to have an injury like that to do, I think it shows what a a really good character he is. Yeah, yeah, certainly does. So you're a a little bit worried about Leeds. Early days, though. Well, you might get the second season syndrome, Mm. Nathan. You know, again, I think we might have spoken about before. I know I I was promoted with Leeds years and years ago. And most of the lads had never played in the first division before. It was a young team. And uh, there, there's um, uh, a, a worry that's very, very good for you as a team when you come up, Nathan, in the first season. 
You know, you really have to go. We really have to do this. We really have to do that to compete against this team. Now, we did very well in the first season. Actually, we finished second. I think we finished fifth or sixth the next season. Right. And look at Sheffield United. It happens a lot. You know, when you come up, you're scared, Nathan. You're scared. We've got Arsenal away. We've got Manchester United and home and all that. You know, you're really scared, and and, and it's good to be scared in that particular way. But once you've done it, right, like Sheffield United did, finished whatever they did, 7-8 in the league, right, they know, well, we don't have to be as worried about it as much. We don't have to give as much. And I think that's when you fail. And I hope, and keep my fingers crossed, it doesn't happen to Leeds. Because Liverpool totally outplayed them, killed them actually, Mm. last week. So it's fingers crossed for them. All right, we'll talk a lot more about Leeds over the next few weeks. John, great stuff as always. We'll talk to you next Thursday. Yeah, thanks, Nathan. On yourself. The Football Pod with Paddy and Andy. You basically lost two All-Irelands down in one season. It's only nine months since we lost the last one. Only Mayo could lose two All-Irelands in one Yeah, season. that's going to be cool. <laughs> Download the OTB Sports app and subscribe to the GAA podcast feed now.